It's the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. This edition is made possible by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Almost hey, Happy New Year. Yeah, almost. And good morning, Fred. Good morning. And joining us from Sweden, where it's afternoon, Michael Senna, consultant and publisher of The Dispatcher. Hi, Michael. Hi, Fred. Hi, Alan. Nice to have you back, Michael. Great great to be with you again. Well, the 2023 January edition of The Dispatcher has arrived, and you open with a little chat about ChatGPT, the open AI chatbot that leads us into the lead article headlined, Automotive AI is making both cars and drivers better. I think our listeners and viewers really need to read this through so thorough, but give us more about the focus here and the the era of monitoring systems or, or DMS. Well, I, I started planning for this article back in uh, October. Um, I'm going to be moderating once again, the uh, AI artificial intelligence session at the um, ITU Future Network Car Symposium that takes place in in um, in March. It's going to be virtual, but it's, it's uh, four sessions, and one of them is is on AI. I monitored, I um, moderated the first AI session last year, and and we're going to pick up again this year. So I thought this would be a good way to prepare for it. So I started planning in October, and I started writing in November, and about midway through December. I, I got the um, an issue of The Economist, and it seemed like suddenly AI was everywhere. There was a three-page article in The Economist, which is a kind of a bellwether for activities that are that are just beginning. And uh, we've we've had AI around for quite a long time. People have been talking about it since the early 50s, um, but it seemed like finally something had happened in this and what had happened what what seemed to be in everybody's in uh, everybody's frame of view was um, this uh, open AI uh, organization that had finally released their version of what they call chat GPT GPT stands for generative pre-trained transformer I don't know who came up with that silly name you know what's a transformer I don't think it's piece of software and what's pre-trained mean um well uh, i could i can tell you what transformer is it's black box yeah okay, okay. And it's a black <laughs> yeah, box I've got, okay i've got a, and they I've put got a stuff black... in and they, they get stuff out okay but i've got go ahead i've got go a ahead. trans i've got a transformer for my model train so if and it's <laughs> it's black and it's a box and so okay if yeah that's it's, what it's it is same thing right you know Great. although um, generative yeah 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 hopefully hopefully so, this black box works as well as your transformer on your model train but go ahead yeah i hope so too uh in any case i i thought it was very interesting and so i've i've as i was writing the article a lot of more a lot more information began to come in particularly about the um about how this thing has been using. And suddenly I started getting notes from, I have a, I have a 90 year old third cousin who, who, I, who communicates with me all the time. And suddenly he was sending me notes saying, I just tried you know, chat GPT and it really didn't work very well, but maybe I wasn't doing something right. He's, you know, he's 90 years old and he's, you know, he's sharp as a tack, but 
you know, and then lots of people sending me information and sending me things about, you know, how they're using it. Uh, so I've, I've, I incorporated this into the, into the, uh, to the article. So there's the main point here is that artificial intelligence has been in the process of being used for our so-called self-driving autonomous, what we call driverless, driverless cars for the past almost 20 years. Um, as we know, we haven't come very far with, with the whole issue of having a car that can drive anywhere, anytime um, without a human in, in place. But what I wanted to do with this, this article was to identify areas in the automotive sector where artificial intelligence already is being used. Um, and monitoring, monitoring the driver is one of those. And, and it's, it's in fact part of the requirement for the automatic lane keeping systems to be able to ensure that people are keeping their, their attention on the road and can take over the car uh, as necessary. So much of the article is, is related to what are the actual applications that are currently using AI and then what are the areas where artificial intelligence could potentially be used but require further development and, and also further um, yeah, control so that we don't get in situations where we have AI just kind of taking off in a, in a black box way and we don't we don't really know what's what's uh, what's happening with it it's a long article um, I've tried to cover a lot of areas um, you know if people get past the first couple of first couple of pages hopefully they'll get through the entire article and then I've done something at the at in this issue that I haven't done very much in the past I've I've provided a you know at the end of the article, I've kind of moved on to sum up, and there I've used the ChatGPT to to provide the framework for a discussion about where where are we going with with artificial intelligence in general, and then how do we apply that within uh, within our own area, which is uh, driving cars cars being driven by by robots. Interesting. So, Alan, you had some comments, I think, too, in the in the uh, in the latest newsletter that you have, uh, Smart Driving Car. Yeah, um, I, I I come at this from from uh, from two different areas. Yes, uh, going all the way back to Alan Turing, who got a master's degree from Princeton. Um, I think nineteen. 48 or something like that or whatever mm -hmm. um and there's a turing test uh, certainly uh, which is the 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 fundamental um uh bar for sort of uh, artificial let's call it intelligence or to artificial things uh for which you know whether or not anything has yet to pass the turing test you know is some argument the idea is a basic turing test is that you can't really tell if you're conversing with this entity as to whether or not it's uh, fred you and and mike are real or it's it's this whatever uh chat whatever gpt apt qpt or whatever chat roulette thing that they're going to put out there um and 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 so, you know, my my sort of feeling on the whole darn, you know, calling it intelligence, or at least my perception of the term intelligence relating to human intelligence, you know, 
my dog is a heck of a lot more intelligent than any of this artificial intelligence. And maybe even an amoeba is a heck of a lot more intelligent than this artificial intelligence things, because I'd like to argue that even a one-celled entity, you know, can move around to collision avoidance and find food to sustain itself. And, and you know, and I, I just, it's, 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 Putting this word intelligence out there and and um, just like uh, it's misuse of the language in part, just like FSD, at least we're not calling it full self-driving yeah. anymore. We're calling it just FSD. And pretty soon we won't even know what the heck FSD, who knows what the F stands for, and I won't even suggest. So, um, uh, you know, so that that's that's kind of my issue with this. I, I, of course, have a second issue with this, you know. I guess I consider myself an academic and, and, oh my goodness, you know, the, 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 the opportunities to cheat that this provides some who don't want to do things straight, straight away is like, whatever. And here I am yesterday listening to, uh, to Robert Maurer, you know, the, the guy who reports on Tesla every day. You know, claiming that he put together one of his charts using this this uh, this tool, and says I sort of checked the numbers that the chart put into the array that it put in Excel. Basically, you know, he gave it to the the rows and the columns and said, I guess, you know, I haven't used the darn thing. Said said, hey, use this thing and fill in the numbers. And I don't know. I mean, as long to me, all these things have to have a person in the loop. Even a trend and move system has to have persons in the loop. That person may not necessarily be in the vehicle making the incremental every second, one thirtieth of a second decision as to exactly how to turn the steering wheel or hit the gas or the pedal. But there's a human oversight over the whole system that's watching what the heck's going on. And it's better than whatever Southwest Airlines has had out there this past week that, oh, my goodness, their artificial intelligence just went and died. I mean, just stupidly. And then they had to flourish in there and put some human intelligence in it and screwed the whole damn thing up. And maybe finally today, you know, Southwest Airlines is going to get is going to get its planes, whatever. We've had algorithms for a very long time doing things for us. OK, this is another algorithm doing things for us. Now, is this thing really going to generate the algorithms that are going to do the algorithms? You know, some of this can also generate some of the code. But it really, I mean, I don't know. To me, all these, all these systems, including driverless cars, including self-driving, including level three, including level two plus two, one minus zero, whichever level you want, has to have a, I mean, has to have a human somewhere in the loop. And, and in sense, with respect to, with respect to the cars business, you know, as I keep, uh, we've repeated, and I may be wrong. The, the fundamental problem with cars, the safety problem with cars, is us. It's the it's misbehavior. Now, of course, if we can put something in there that allows us to control our misbehavior, 
that basically brings us back and keeps us from misbehaving or just takes over just like my, my, my stability control system in a, my car is beautiful. I go around the corner too fast. It senses it. It takes over and saves my butt. Okay. And we've been saying this for 10 years now or more, Fred, Michael. And, and this is just another piece. If you, if you look at, at, the, at, the, at the code development in, 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 in driverless car where Waymo started and so on, it was all if else logic and then somebody came up you know with hey let's put a black box in there and let's go back to neural networks which some of us were working on in in 1980 85 90 whatever been around for a long time and all of a sudden the computer power to do this came up and so we could do it and then people said hey let's shove all this data in here in this black box figure out these millions of knobs exactly where they should be so that we get right answers out but to get that global optimum of all the right answers nobody's gotten there yet and so you don't know whether or not it's given it to you the right way so you still need the human over so i don't know that's where i am on this it has advanced just like computer graphics is advanced but yet there isn't a computer graphics movie that i can't say there and say hey that's photoshopped that's that's not real. Why? Because it's it's up there at the ninety-eight point percent, you know, real, but it just didn't. The faces are still rounded to do. It's not, it doesn't have doesn't have all the scars that I have on my face and whatever. I don't know. I sorry for the one rant. of the one of the latest things, Alan, is that the companies there are several of them that are claiming to use AI to to alter images, portraits of people. Let me show. Let me show you a quick example here. Go. That that's what they did. Uh, this company called Vanna with a, a picture of me using what they say is AI to capture personality. It's AI. Sure, call it AI if you want it. That's artificial intelligence. That's it. That that deserves to be in a category called intelligence. And, and that's another thing. It, I mean, I can put, I can put, <laughs> I can put, you know, whatever. Uh, because I, the computer did know. it instead of uh, somebody sitting there with Photoshop. That's, you know, that's essentially, okay. then, they, then they call it AI. And you're going to see so much so much technology being labeled AI at the Consumer Electronics Show, it'll it'll make your head spin. Sure, because it consumes well. That's why Elon called full self-driving, full self-driving, because it would consume, not that it would do full self-driving. Uh, and these people are doing it, you know, because, few, because I don't know. Come in, Michael. Come on, defend a, yourself. Yeah, yeah. I have nothing to defend. My, oh. my article, my article <laughs> yeah, isn't... Yeah, yeah. Isn't know, intended to to say that that artificial intelligence either exists or doesn't exist. And on the first page, yeah, you, I referred to a friend who is also a reader, um, an avid reader of the of the uh, the newsletter, who said to me, "Mike, if you if you if you keep trying to distinguish between." Uh, normal artificial, strong artificial intelligence and weak artificial intelligence, you're going to lose everybody. Because as far as the, as the people who are looking at this, whether they're senators or congressmen or, or business people or venture capitalists, AI is AI. So 
for them, either AI exists or it doesn't exist. It's not like there's a, there's variation. Well, of course there is variation. And it's the same thing is true with advanced driver assistance systems. Most, most advanced driver assistance systems up to today are not based on AI. They're, they're based on data science. They're based on massive or even less than massive processing of data. Data science is required for AI. AI is not required for data science. So most of what we're doing with computers these days still is, is based on data science, not on artificial intelligence. But the reason I wrote this, this article, as I said, primarily to, to kind of get ready for the, uh, this, this symposium, there are people who are working at, at all levels, including standardization levels at, at the UN, UNECE, ITU, who are looking at artificial intelligence and what it's doing. And there are lots and lots and lots of folks who are working on doing something related to AI, and they call it all kinds of things. If we sit here and say AI doesn't exist, you know, there's no intelligence and in artificial intelligence, we can put words on it. But the fact is that there are folks who are working very hard on trying to define what it is and how it will be controlled in the future so that it doesn't do things that we don't want it to do. And I think there's enough, there are enough examples, very good pieces of, 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 of research work that have been done um, and I've mentioned them in the in this article as well. It's a it's it's possible that AI can take off, and we won't have any way of controlling it. And we don't want that to happen. Whether it's controlling our cars in ways that they all crash at the same time, or doing other things that we don't want them to do, like you know sending bombs everywhere that they that they shouldn't be going. So, I, Alan, I've I have I have I totally agree with what you've with what your the intention of what you're saying is. We don't we're not there yet. When it comes to FSD, I, I've there's one article there's one article that I hope everyone at some point in time in the future will refer back to and say, oh, that's what he was saying. That's what he was telling us in this article because nobody got it. I mean, so far as 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 long as I as far as I know, FSD hasn't gotten to the point of KFC. And, and there are those of us who still know what KFC is. FSD in, in Elon Musk's head is still full self-driving and he will never give that up. So you may think that FS, that full self-driving is now FSD. It ain't. It's it, for him. Well, it sounds like he has a problem in California with it, that they're going to make it illegal to use that <laughs> phrase. Or yeah, not yeah, going to. They did it. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter. He will continue just the same way he, he, he continues to diss the, the, the SEC. He may have to accept it, but he will never accept it in his head. Full self-driving for him is the, is the future of Tesla. And, and full self-driving is not based on AI. Full self-driving is based on some processing of, of data. I mean, here's, here's another the good example of, of him finally coming to, to grips with the fact that cameras are not going to give you enough information to be able to drive a car without a human being. You know, human beings are not just a camera. We don't just, we don't drive cars based on what we see. We drive cars based on what we feel. And part of what we feel is, is what we see. And when we have problems, it's partly because we can't see things that, that, that we should be able to see, or maybe that we would never be able to see. Now, I don't know how many times you've hit, you've, I don't know, you've told us how many deer you've hit. I've had lots of I've close calls with 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 moose and they're yeah. bigger. 
Yeah, <laughs> you do not want to hit a moose. You don't okay. want to hit a moose. You, you so, do not want to. I had a friend hit a moose and and almost. No, you don't want to hit a moose. Okay. No, you yeah. do not want to. I mean, that is ugly. Uh, but <laughs> I, uh, am I the only guy still defending Elon? I'm still yes. defending Elon. Yes, you are. You I, are I, the I, only I, person on left on earth who's still. I'm the we're, only person. <laughs> we have editorials in Sweden. In the main, mag- the, the our principal newspaper, we have editorials. You know, first page, second page editorials about Elon Musk. I, I mean, know. It's like, come on. <laughs> the New York Times put out there uh, a recognition of a face faces out there. You know, without putting a list of names and whose face was most recognizable of all, even Nancy Pelosi's was Elon Musk. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. But the, the only reason why I still support Elon, it's aspirational, okay? The aspiration is full self-driving. And, and it's a lot of people's aspiration. Now, whether or not he can deliver it, just whether or not he can deliver, you know, Mars colonization is like, you know, crazy stuff. Of course, he, he was supposed to launch Starship uh this year and and he did and he's he isn't going to and he's of course you know he's always he is very aspirational why do all all of our conversations end up end up up in in this you know this cul-de-sac with elon musk sitting there i know know, we drive and we drive around him and we you know we we can't talk about anything unless we're talking about the, the musketeer yeah no but Back to all this, you know. Yep. I, I guess I, I, I guess his public relations department does a good job of, of putting it up. <laughs> it, it doesn't have, it doesn't have a public relations department. It doesn't have department. one. It doesn't have one. It's so him. It, it, it's it's him. And and I mean, I you know, I thought the Donald generated a lot of ink. My goodness, Elon generates it. May generate more ink. Maybe Elon should run for president or something like that. Or I I don't know. I guess he can't. Can he? I wasn't he born in he was whatever. Not, he was not born in the. Uh, uh, yeah, so. right. I mean, he was born in like Kenya or someplace. Oh no, that's a he somebody. Was born else. in South. He was born no, in no, South. I, Africa. I know, yeah. I know, I know. Anyway, yeah. well, um, let's still... let, let's move on to your next topic <laughs> here, yeah, I think, yeah, Michael, yes. in in yeah. in the latest right. Uh, right. In the latest dispatcher. So there's also a headline that reads: Aurora's Ermson sees driverless shakeout, but not his own. Uh, we've talked about Chris Ermson quite frequently. Yeah. Um... You know, this is it's he's got a he's he's been around for quite a quite a while. He started with the 2007, uh, 2005, I think. Too, he sorry, might have been sorry. Two, I mean, maybe even 2004. I'm not no, sure that he, I don't as think, as far as I know, it was now, as far as I know, it was in the 2000, it was a 2005 because that's where um, I met him. You know, he's he's been around for a while. He's managed to he's managed to keep his company from being bought. Uh, they did a they did a spac. The, the the stock is isn't worth very much right now. But you know, but they're they're still in business. I've classified him. The next next month's issue is is going to be uh, the lead article is going to be about um, uh, driverless work vehicles. And Aurora has managed to to straddle both of these areas, both passenger cars and and trucks, like a few other companies are are doing. Um, but the fact that he's, he's saying, I've been talking so long about ever since he, he founded his, his own company, he says, I've been talking so long about the shakeout and the shakeout will be, will be coming, but he doesn't see his himself 
being shaken out. Uh, and I'm not really sure what Aurora has that the other companies don't have, such as Cruise, but not just Cruise. There are lots of companies that are doing some pretty important pieces of work that, that are maybe even farther along than, than uh, Aurora or that Argo was. Um, I mean, Oshkosh military, military has got, they've got products in, in the market. You know, they're using, the military is using products, vehicles that have been developed by, by, by Oshkosh. And they were part of the, the first or second, um, uh, the sec I think the second. In 2005, they, they 2005. completed it. They completed yeah, it. They came in fifth. I think they came With in fifth place. Maybe third, or I think they were one no, of not, three. They won, no, not one of five. They were. They, they came in fifth place. Um, yeah, and that was and, with Alberto uh, Brogio. Yeah. So, I mean, Brogi, the, Brogi, 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 Brogi. So there, there are lots of, I think there are lots of companies that are in a much better position than, um, than Aurora. But uh, the point wasn't that, you know, maybe they're going to go out of business. The point is that, that we're beginning to talk about a shakeout in the industry. And here's one of the people in the industry that, that's discussing that. And I think he's right. And I think part of the reason that he's right now goes back to the first article, which is venture capitalists have lost a lot of money in the last, the last year uh, with the investments that they've made in a variety of companies that are that have been in the driverless arena and we'll, uh, we won't, we won't talk about the, the company that's lost the most amount of money, but that one has lost an enormous amount of money. Um, they need some place to put their money. And right now it looks very much like they're going to start looking at artificial intelligence companies. So I wouldn't, I would not put it past companies like Aurora and, and others. Argo was Argo AI, but they never, Argo they never, AI. Yeah, they never really did anything with the AI piece. I think we're going to see a lot of these companies now putting themselves, positioning themselves in order to be able to attract venture money, not just venture money, but but money in general. And I think we're going to be seeing more of that in 2000, 2023 than we have in the past. The, the, only, the only issue with that is, is that in the end, there has to be a product that is that generates revenue there has to yep. be a deployment thing yes. you know we've done an enormously great job in this smart driving car market of doing development and testing and mm -hmm. getting whatever the problem is is that we haven't gotten to the point we haven't delivered much what we have delivered though is it, let's call it level two okay and you can see that the car companies, including Tesla, including all the ones, are really are really benefiting from the level two, the amount of improvement. We also have a whole bunch of, 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 of car companies who who have signed up at least to to purchase advanced computer chips, including from NVIDIA and others and, and Continental and Mobileye and a whole bunch of others. To put a whole lot more, let's call it the, I'll, I'll call it algorithmic uh, processing capabilities as mm -hmm. opposed to AI, but we can call it mm -hmm. AI if you want to call it AI, in mm -hmm. the cars to do things to help us out. Okay. Yep. Hopefully yes. the customer, mm -hmm. us, 
is willing to accept that as opposed to having the freedom that we had in our 55 Chevys to do whatever the hell we wanted with no oversight that will be will be willing to accept this to kind of keep us contain so that we don't follow too closely we don't go just crazy we don't just lane change all over the damn place and go off and whatever and and help us out and and that the car companies will sell that because it's important for them to sell it you know gm had this great system that they put in a ct6 and sold like 12 of them Okay. I mean, I don't know what the number is. I've never seen a release number. Nobody, they didn't promote it. You go into a catalog dealer and ask about it. Nobody knew about it. Nobody wanted to, I mean, if getting back to Elon, if Elon, I mean, what, what's the latest number? Apparently, uh, you know, FSD is in something like 200,000 vehicles out there not, not, right not, now or something quite, like that. Not quite 200,000. Well, I wrote about it. I, I, I put the, the number in there. It's over, okay. it's over whatever, 100,000. It's over yeah, 100,000. Yes. Over 100,000. And, and Robert Maurer, Maurer reported yesterday even a little bit big, bigger number, but whatever. You know, mm -hmm. 100,000. Do you know how much data those... If you wanted to talk about data science, which it really isn't science, it's maybe data mathematics, but never mind. If you if you look amount, the amount you, got of a, data, you have a real problem with 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 what other people call and define as 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 categories. It's called data I science. Know. I know that's you know? why I, I, I do. That's why I hate the levels, and you know, of course, I do. That's that's uh, I have to. But okay, call it. Yeah, we're sure we'll call it. Who I'm a scientist. I mean, get out of here. Whatever. <laughs> You're a real doctor. <laughs> Never mind. But but the amount of data and so on and information that this stuff is gathering, that is being gathered. I mean, mm -hmm. with the amount of knowledge that we can gain out of that, the amount of insight that we can gain out of that to improve these systems, and and I wish Elon would just put the data out there for everybody to help out to make it better. I mean, that would that would be a, a wonderful thing to do. We're back to the Elon again. <laughs> we always get to Elon. I'm sorry. It's, it's that I the mean, same old cul-de-sac. Same old cul-de-sac. Damn it. I uh, another another headline from your newsletter from the dispatcher, uh, yeah. Michael. Uh, a little headline. Bosch is not giving up on on ice internal combustion yeah. engine. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you know pushing at on, on this button. Uh, I've I've been doing it now regularly. There are three quarters of the cars that are going to be sold with, by 2030 and everybody's got 2030 is the, you know, the end of the end device. Well, it's not the end device. And what Bosch, Bosch is the number one tier one provider, tier one supplier to the automotive industry. And Bosch is not giving up on developing improvements to the internal combustion engine. Whether or not California allows cars with internal combustion engines, whether they're part of a hybrid like my my new Rav4, or whether they're on their own like the latest Mustang, um, if they don't allow them in California, there are plenty of other places where they're the only they're the only options that will be allowed because you can't you know, you're not going to be able to have a a, a um, an electric car 
fully electric car in all places in the in the world. And I've discussed this at length on how about how about Buffalo? How about Buffalo? <laughs> Buffalo got whacked. But for those of you, go ahead. No. We have a we had a picture today. We had a picture in the in the. Uh, in our newspaper about there were three houses that they, they looked like they were a scene out of a out of a, a a christmas postcard or christmas christmas card i mean the houses were completely covered in ice you know talk about not being able to get out of the house your car is in the dry your car is in the garage you know you have no electricity because all the electricity is done you can't you can't even get the car out of the garage let alone charge it so yeah, I mean there are lots of places where yeah, there yeah. Well, you've I already mean, talked about your belief in the future of ice. So the, yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the future of ice. Right. The, the future yeah. of ice is solid. <laughs> solid. Yeah. yeah. You also point out, uh, Michael, that uh, Senator Manchin from West Virginia is pushing the Treasury Department to not allow cheating when it comes to the new tax credits uh, for for new and used electric vehicles. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think he's. I think Senator Manchin is doing a fantastic job to keep people on their toes. Whether I agree with everything he says, he comes from he comes from a, a state that is that has a tradition in mining. I come from a from an area that has a tradition in mining, so we have something in common. But he also has this in common with Joe Biden. You know, so I I think behind the scenes, the two guys get together and they talk about you know growing up with coal. Um, and I, I think he's just, I think he's doing this because he truly doesn't want to see more money going into electric electric cars or in the pockets of people who were buying electric cars. Because if you can buy an electric car, you, you've got enough money to afford it. You don't need any any uh, more incentives than that. I've, that's something that I I'm firmly believe in. Um, but what he's what he also is trying to do, he says, okay, if you want you want to, you've you've come up with this idea that we're not going to in, have cars that are in, electric cars that are imported. You're going to have to make them here. You're not going to have in, in a few years. You're not going to be able to, to put batteries in those cars that are not produced here. And eventually, all of the materials that we need in, to put in the cars and the batteries have to be produced here. Um, I and mean, th this is so anti-globalization. I mean, it's so far away from from you know. Let's 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 invite China into the in, into the economic in, into our economic community. This is real down-to-earth nationalism and and uh, protectionism. But he says, if you've done this now, don't start opening the 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 gates so that countries like Korea, even South South Korea or Japan or Germany where they're making producing these cars get a you know get a free ride if you're going to do this we want to make sure that it's done fairly for everyone either you're going to have this requirement or you're not going to have a requirement but don't open the back doors and i and i agree with that you know if if you if you truly believe that you want to have a a an an internal domestic electronic car industry the last thing you want to start doing is importing and this gets to the next article importing the millions of cars that china will be exporting and their markets are, are in countries where we're, we're we've already opened the doors to them we provided you know we're going to have tax money that's going to be putting in the in the the charging systems we're going to give rebates to people and now 
now China, it's, it's perfect. Just you know, Elon gave them the gave them the key. Now we've opened the door, and now they're they're flooding in. And we I see this every day. You now the the MGs riding around here, and sooner sooner or later we're going to see the the uh, BYD cars as opposed to all the BYD buses that we've got in Sweden already. And so, you have another you well, have another headline. Uh, well, well let, let me let me let me uh, you know. Well, it's related to it. To, to, the the well, China story. Is, yeah, but be, 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 before we get to that one, associated not to bring Elon back into this. Uh, you know, <laughs> let's do this this month. This month, um, uh, Tesla Shanghai produced more cars than they're selling in China, and they're exporting them. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. so the question is. Where are they exporting them to? Are they coming? Are they coming to Sweden? Are they coming to the U.S.? Are they? I don't know. Where? I don't know. They're not coming. I, I, to the US. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I do. I, I they're hope, going, I they're hope, going to I, Germany. Uh, I guess they're going to Germany, and, and yeah. Ger Germany is all flush with electricity to power these things. I guess they better get some more coal out there to get their their coal fired power plants because yeah. they don't have the they they don't even have enough electricity to keep themselves warm, let alone power their cars. So I mean, is is everybody gone nuts here with all this stuff? Yeah, I, I'm, yes, I'm with you. I'm with you on this, as we have been, and keep referring back to the Lawrence Livermore charts. And so, I mean, we are powering these cars with coal. And so, you know, those of us that grew grew up in coal country, I grew up in 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 in, in around Pittsburgh around coal, and you grew up whatever, and so on. You know, we and West Virginia should be kind of happy because, my goodness, the only way these things are going to get their electricity is through coal because they are burning the marginal electricity, and the marginal electricity comes from coal. Exactly. And so, you know. Period. And the discussion. And so this is like crazy. It's it's a crazy world. Yes, electrics are interesting. Yes, they are easier maybe to manufacture. Yes, they're heavier than hell. You wear out your tires and all that stuff. And who knows what happens on a yes, they're part of the structure, but who knows when you destroy that structure, whether or not it ignites and explodes, and who knows what and all the other things associated with it. So, you know, cut all this, you know, here, here's all the money. Now $7,500 you get if you go out and buy a car. I deserve $7,500 if I buy this car versus that car. Are you kidding? I mean, and, and, and poor people in Trenton don't, can't even, you know, get the Walmart. It's crazy. Sorry. Yes, it is. It's totally crazy. But, and the fact that 7,500 used to be a tax credit, it's no longer, as I think of this year, it's no longer a tax credit. It's, it's a, it's a complete rebate. So you get the money taken off the price, the retail price of the car, as opposed to what, what was the case before the new law came into effect, which was a, a tax rebate. So if you, if you didn't have a 70, more than 75, well, whatever you had is, that you would be getting back in your, or that you had to pay in taxes, you could take the seventy five hundred off that. Right, but that's not the case anymore. Yeah, I think well, there are now, caps now, on the on the cost of the vehicle. Uh, there caps on the yes, there are caps right? on the cost of the vehicle. But but someone like uh, let, let's just pick pick someone who doesn't pay any taxes whatsoever. Um, you know, the former president of the United States. Uh, I mean, if he wanted, if in the old days, if he wanted to buy a Tesla. Um, he wouldn't get anything. He wouldn't get any any rebate because he didn't have any. You know, didn't have any credit to the to the IRS. 
<laughs> that, yeah, that's nasty. I mean, and somebody who really doesn't pay any taxes, do you think they have enough money to go out and buy one of these things? No. No. And so therefore, no. I, you know, it's, no. it's all, it's, it's, it's yeah. never so mind. So Senator, Ma- Senator Manchin has my vote. <laughs> and he's Ooh, a Democrat. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. vote from Sweden? Are you? Is yeah. that uh, whatever? I, I can't. I can only vote in Florida. Of course, of course, it's related, Michael. But you also had that headline in there: China Inc. Global Automobile Monopoly Update, and that came from a, a Bloomberg report, I think. Yeah, that's the 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 number of cars that are coming out of China now is is really it's exploding, and it's going to get it's just going to get bigger. And whether it's it's uh, Elon Musk sent Tesla's sending sending Tesla's out, um, or SAIC or BYD, principally it's going to be build your dreams. But remember, Polestar, um, Volvo's Polestar, many several of Volvo's uh, electric vehicles are also being produced in China, and those those are being produced both for internal China as well as for uh, as for export. Uh, Volvo has its its a production facility in South Carolina. Uh, Polestar will begin to start producing cars in the United States because they know that eventually that they're they're going to be closed down uh, from sending uh, sending cars from China. But it's but it's not going to happen quickly enough. So China is setting up its operations. It's beginning to export cars, and they're begin- people are beginning to buy them. Why? Don't ask me. I mean, I would I buy one of those cars? What would, would I? You haven't asked me, but if you did ask me, would I buy one of those cars? The answer is absolutely no. Be- and and I've written about why I wouldn't buy one of those cars, and it has to do with connectivity. If those cars are being produced produced in China, they're being tested in China. They're being there even even if you you're selling a car from China into into uh, Europe, type approval occurs in China. So all of the all of the work that goes into creating these cars and, and the the communications that are in these cars is done in China. Do I think that 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 I want to have a car that's been approved, tested, and developed in China using the the Chinese communications, the Chinese whatever no because i know that that all of the data in that car is going to go back to china and it's going to be used in china now someone may someone would like maybe would, would like to raise their hand and say mikey you are you're you're way out in left field you're totally wrong on this fine t- tell me you know and prove it show me what you know that that you can you can tell me that this isn't the case because i think it is but Michael, well, I mean, you, Michael, does, you're does, a TikTok. Doesn't matter Michael, to the average wait, person. Wait, 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 Michael, uh-huh. aren't you a TikTok user? Well, that's what I was going to point out. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 nope. the number of people using TikTok, despite all of the information and the and the reports, uh, it's just astounding. I agree. I totally agree with you. Do most people care about this? Do 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 they know? No. Do they care? Most people, ninety nine point nine percent would have absolutely none. Otherwise, they wouldn't buy these cars. But they do, and they don't care where, where that data. I mean, you buy if you buy that T car, most people don't know that about the data. You mentioned, Alan, the amount of data that's being collected. That data is being collected, and it's all going back to, to, uh, to California. I think it's still in California. It's not down in Texas anymore. But I think most of the data that's, that's being processed is going back to California. 
Now, is that is that legal? I've written about this as well. You know, the, we have a we have the the general data protection regulation in um, in Europe. Is do Teslas actually work within the framework of of GDPR? I don't think so. But is has anyone picked this up and saying, you know, what are you what are you doing with all of this data? I don't. I haven't heard of anything of that sort. Well, we, we certainly know that, that in China, they protect the data very closely. One of the things that, uh, that they protect are GPS pings, okay? In fact, you're not allowed to go collect GPS pings in China and take them out of China. Now, of course, you know, at one point I was driving around Tiananmen Square with, with co-pilot collecting GPS pings and so on. Uh-huh. But that's that's all. And in fact, you know, the uh, who knows whether or not the digital maps that one gets from China are in fact aligned according to you know whichever whichever datum one is using, or they're all shifted and so on. All they're that not. stuff is protected. I know. Protected. I know. Okay. I know they're not. I know yeah. for a fact that they are not. You cannot. You you can't take a, a a map from any of the, the providers that were that's produced using using the same datum that's that's in the the rest of the world because the maps WGS eighty four WGS eighty four WGS eighty four that's what we use in the U S yeah whatever yeah. go ahead yeah doesn't, anyway or or in and in yeah, Europe yeah, as well yeah, doesn't yeah. work in China yeah, so the yeah. data yeah. So yeah, okay. it, it, they've shifted it and so on. And for, for the obvious reasons, you know, for, for, yeah. for national protection and so on, simply because, you know, digital, as we know, we've been there, we've been there for what, 40 years or 30 years mm -hmm. fighting us back, you know, yeah. that with the data and, and the richness and the information that's contained in the data, the information that's contained in, in an individual taking a trip. You know, the time, space and all that. I mean, it basically tells you almost everything about the person. OK, exactly. I mean, you collect that over a amount of time. I mean, it's it's you, you extract, you know, where they go to church or synagogue is, or whatever, you know, or if they don't or and, all that stuff. I mean, you this, know, it's, it's we've been there. Right, Mike. Right. And this is part of the reason why the Tesla stock was where it is. And it would yeah. still be there if the if the you know the, if the musketeer had stuck to his stuck to his, his his business instead of going off and you know being twitterized. Turning turning to the uh, smart driving cars newsletter, one thing we want to talk about, uh, Alan, is the Consumer Reports uh, delivering uh, advanced driver assistance systems guidelines to automakers. Um, we're hoping to be able to chat with the manager there of, of vehicle technology in the near future, but. Very interesting yeah. thing that they've done here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, one would hope that it would have been NHTSA to do this or, you know, some, you know, some governmental agency, but it's even better that it's consumer reports because, I mean, if there's anything that's, that's you know, pure, at least, I mean, that's as pure of a thing that exists in the, in the, in the capitalistic world is, is consumer reports. Why? Because, you know, they're, they've really stuck with their independence and and so I mean I you know either a university should do this or Consumer Reports should do this or you know if NHTSA isn't going to do this so I think it's it's fantastic and it again with respect to safety with respect to all these sort of um, uh, things that that help us 
drive better so that we're safer. We should be cooperating, not competing. Okay, there, there shouldn't be antitrust laws that are associated with that. It should be because everybody gets better and society gets better. Yeah. So, you know, all these efforts are just wonderful. Right. So yeah. congratulations to uh, Kelly Funkhauser and her team. Yeah. And yeah. we're yeah. going to be inviting her to come on with us to d- discuss right. it a little yeah. bit further. Before we go, let's uh, let's chat just a little bit here at the end of 2022. Um I guess it won't take you long to wrap up what you think of the progress this year, but we can look ahead to 2023 as well. Alan, you want to go first? Well, sure. I'll, I'll go first, even though now I need to move my camera because my son's son's in my eyes, but uh, or son's in your eyes. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I personally had a great year. I couldn't feel better. I couldn't be happier. I couldn't, whatever. I'm on sabbatical. Everything's going great. Uh, but um, I just, man, there, there's, there's a lot of reality that has set in during, during uh, this particular year. And, um, and um, much of this industry is, is really way down. Why we haven't done deployment. We haven't been able to really get out there and 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 generate revenue, uh, create a product that that individuals are willing to pay for that generates the return that all the investment was uh, was focused on. So we've done a great job testing. We've done a great job, you know, uh, maybe being proud of ourselves, but we haven't put it out there to folks to to really improve their quality of life. And I, I, you know, as, as, as we've said so often, I just think it's been focused on the wrong folks initially. It's been focused yeah. on people who already have too much. You know, this isn't a Louis Vuitton or a Ferragamo or whatever that, you know, exclusive, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, it, it's supposed to be to improve mobility, mobility for both people and goods. And, 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 and you know, to bring me lunch, I don't know. Maybe, geez, what, have, what about all the folks that take their lunch pails? I, 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 it's been focused up here because people thought early adopters technology is going to be focused up here. Maybe that's where it's, maybe we got that out of the, out of the, the, the cell phone or something like that, or the car phone as it used to be called, because it was this big hunk of thing. You needed a car to carry it around. I mean, you needed, you needed a pickup truck. Okay. And all of a sudden it got smaller and smaller and maybe it started at that level and, and came down, made it down to, to everybody. But you know, this one again, you know, I'm fo- my focus well, conceptually, is- at least, there seemed to have been some progress, some understanding, at least uh, from what we could see at the uh, Princeton Smart Driving Car Summit earlier this year. Yeah, I think I think so. I think so. But the response of those that do this, they're not there. You know, Waymo's not there. I mean, they want to give rides to people to, to, from downtown city centers to airports. Okay, go do that. Do you really think there's enough revenue in those rides to, to pay back the investment that, that Alphabet has made in the Waymo? No way. Do you think that spurs who, what? For, for me, who has who knows how many cars in the driveway to not use those and, and, and you're going to go do, uh, come on, you're not real. 
you've, you, the, the scale that you need, the number of rides that you have to provide every day on which, how much can you make on a ride? You can probably make a couple bucks. Okay, but there are a lot of short trips and so on with making a buck or two out of those trips. My goodness. And if you're only going after the long ones, the long ones, get your data scientists to show you there aren't that many of them. And who? Well, you're going to compete against the airlines. Sure, you can compete against Southwest when they have a meltdown. But hopefully there isn't a meltdown in Southwest every day. I don't know. I, I just think the mm -hmm. whole deployment philosophy has been completely screwed up. Michael, you want to <laughs> comment here a little bit? And then, then let's talk a little bit, uh, just uh, looking ahead to 2023. Is there anything on the horizon that uh, gives you more optimism? Well, <clears throat> concerning, you know, where, where, where we have been in, in 2022 and, and before. Um, the reason we haven't had any deployment is that the, the companies that have been working on this are not in the deployment business. They're in the, they're in the uh, development business. They're in the let's make a lot of money and, and do something else business. You know, they're in the, I want to, I want to get my company bought by someone so I can go off and, you know, develop another business. I mean, it's, I'm remind. I'm always reminded of the of the um, cider house rules, where the where the the uh, the foreman on the of the migrant workers talks to the young kid who's trying to get him to do something, and he said, you know, you know, what business are you in? You know, I'm. Are you in the apple picking business? Or are you in the moral business? You know, what what is it you're trying to do? And these people aren't in the deployment business. So you've got a company like General Motors that that buys crews, and General Motors is it's like, okay, now ch check box. You know, I've we are in the we're in the this business, and that business is the 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 business of getting money people from money from people to invest in this particular area we're, but we're not going necessarily going to use it we just want to be able to check this box and i think if you look at the the other side of the of the spectrum of companies that are working on developing a bus that can move in areas where the cost of the bus if it had a drive driver would be too great to be able to to move people around there's a business there and if we can if we can solve the problem of having this car move around with with without people who are costing a lot of money, we can solve a problem. And this is what Trenton Moves is, is about. So there's a, there's a disconnect between the place where the money has been invested and the actual business that people want to be in. So I don't think it's an issue of, of deployment because these companies, you know, there's nothing that they need to deploy. They don't want to, they don't necessarily want to deploy anything. They're getting a lot of money. They're, they're staying, they're buying whatever houses and things that they want to buy and they'll continue to do that. I mean, I know this sounds a little bit crass and, and, and certainly critical. And I don't think that Chris Umson would like to hear me saying these kinds of things. And I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy, but you know, give me give me a business that you're in to show that that at some point in time you're going to be doing something. And I think that's why the stock is where it is. And I think that's why a lot of the companies that have been putting money into these are going to start looking for something else. So that gets us to 2020, 2023. And where is that something else? And I'd like to believe 
that the message that we, the three of us, have been delivering over the past couple of years is finally starting to, to get some traction. That, you know, that it, this is something that, that if we're going to be doing something here, it should be to increase the mobility. It's not necessarily the only market. I think a very important market for these systems is, is in an area where we're missing people because they're not there aren't enough people who are trained to do it. It's in the farming industry. I mean, to be able to 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 plow large areas without having having someone sitting in that that cab. There there are lots of areas. I mean, to 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 be able to take care of things, to go into mines that 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 are dangerous. I mean, and the you know the, the we have to keep in mind the military. DARPA got into this. Their business is is projecting force. And if you can do that without killing people, your own people, you want to kill them, but you don't want to kill your own people. If they can do that and deliver force without getting putting our, our soldiers in, in danger, that's great. And that's where they started and that's where they are. That's what the Marines are doing with the vehicles that have been delivered by, by, uh, by the companies. So I hope I'm, I'm thinking now that because we have this shakeout that has started to occur already with with uh, with Argo, that the, the the next year when we if if we're all around, hopefully, a year from now and have this conversation, that we can say yes, people have started to understand that there is an application, there are applications, not one, but there are applications that would benefit from this, and this is where the benefit is being created already today. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, one, Chris is a great guy. Chris Armstrong, he is a great guy and, you know, love you, Chris. Two yeah. is, uh, in the military side, Oshkosh and Robotics Research are two of the entities that are sort of the leading entities out there in the military. And without doubt, I mean, you know, it was supposed to be done 10 years uh, after after. DARPA by you know 2015 or so like mm -hmm. that, but why should you have anybody in the cab of a, of a of a logistics system that is supporting your troops bringing stuff up to to the to the front? I mean, my goodness, it's it's a it's an absolute. It was a no brainer in 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 the in, in 2004, five and seven. It's a no brainer yep. now. Absolutely, keep working on it. You know, there's a lot of progress progress within within the farms and within that that number of miles driven by these farm implements the the vmt and the fact that you can go out there and and basically just easy because you have view of the sky and all that gps even works there i mean you don't need you know this stuff works and yep. you don't have to worry about kids jumping in front of you you know like they're doing in san francisco in front of the cruise cars being you know let me create this crazy video that then goes viral and i'll be a hero whatever i mean you know you don't have any of that stuff absolutely that's that's all the low-hanging fruit out there with respect to that I think one optimism is if General Motors really follows through and does produce the origin vehicle for crews, that is the vehicle without steering wheel, and please, NHTSA, get the heck off requiring all this stuff in these vehicles that you really don't need. Look, people can drive these things with with game pads and so on. And in fact, in, in to move them a little bit remotely, they can do that. So 
come on, get off of it. And it's uh, with these with stupid requirements of steering wheels and, and rear view mirrors and so on. Get those vehicles out there and start producing them. They're going to have to put them someplace. I know where you can put them. Okay, the whole move style, that, that's an opportunity. And I think at CES, we're going to be able to see some of these things. Okay, because Zooks is going to apparently have a vehicle out there. I don't know whether or not GM is going to show their origin. The, the, some Germans are going to have some vehicles out there. Uh, VW is still apparently producing a vehicle to move people in streets, love providing mobility. Make those vehicles, okay? And, you know, at one point, uh, uh, Waymo had on order, I don't know, 80,000 vehicles between, between uh, the Jaguar and, and their Pacificas and so on. I guess they didn't exercise those options to buy them. <laughs> I was riding and went around their offices and was down their offices in LA and you can't find a vehicle down there. I mean, it looks like, but whatever. <laughs> um, um, you know, they're going to have to put them someplace and they're going to have to put them to work. And those things are going to have to produce something. They can't just sit around, give people rides and, and give people rides where they really need rides, where you're going to have customers, repeat customers every day. You know, this is an everyday business. You know, this is fundamental. Mobility is a uh, we each take something like three and a half person trips a day in vehicles on average, give or take whatever, you know, that's a, that's what, that's a huge market and uh, an opportunity. So I'm looking, hopefully they'll get to the production level of these vehicles. One of the ch challenges with respect to Aurora is they don't produce their own vehicle and that's kind of tough. And so you have to look to the folks who are producing their vehicles, which are, you know, GM, GM with Cruise, maybe VW is still out there, even though they, they don't have Argo anymore, they'll find some other vehicle manufacturers out there. And then the truck end to me is, you know, not to end up with Elon, but you knew I would end up with Elon, you know, um, the electric truck out there, I don't know what the, its market is, but my goodness, the thing that hasn't been pushed on that thing yet is, you know, FSD-ish. And if they, if Elon packages FSD with that, but not FSD to take the driver out of there, FSD to help the driver again to improve to improve the quality of life of, of that 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 critical individual that's in there who's shepherding the, the valuable cargo that's in the back because if it wasn't valuable cargo, it'd be going by train. It wouldn't even be in a truck. So anything that goes in a truck is valuable, okay? You can afford to have a person in there, but geez, start taking care of that person and providing support to that person. And, and that's the valuable component that comes out of all, all of that. And that's, that's what I see as the opportunity uh, for 2023. Terrific. Well, Michael, we want to thank you once again for, for spending time with us and for another great edition of The Dispatcher and wish you a, a very, and your family, a, a very healthy and, and great year ahead. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Michael. <clears throat> thank you, Ellen. Always the a web, pleasure. The website for more info and for The, uh, for the Dispatcher is michaelsena.com. 
Thank you to CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, for helping to make this podcast possible. CARTS is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. You can find us, as always, at smartdrivingcar.com, wherever you turn to for podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Amazon, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and more. You can get your smart speaker to play us, too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching, and we wish all of you a very healthy and great year ahead. Happy New Year to you all. Thank you.